Oh, welcome everybody. Another SU Oddities. Uh, we have a guest in the house. What's going on, man? Oh, hey. Yeah, there you go. Man of many words, right? <laughs> um, so this one was kind of cool, kind of gross at the same time, but it, it's fascinating that human beings actually did this. So we're going to cover uh, a few things. I think there's like 10 or 12 that actually were made from human skin. And we're going to start here. In 2014, a book in Harvard University's Houghton Library was discovered to be bound in human skin. The library acquired the volume titled Des Destinies de Lime, uh, Destinies of the Soul, is what it's uh, prescribed at, in the 1930s. It was initially bound in the mid-1800s by a doctor named Ludovic Bolend. The doctor reportedly had a female patient who died from natural causes, but her body was never claimed. So Bolend used the skin from her back to have the book bound. He later wrote, quote, a book about the human soul deserved to have a human covering, unquote. A very wild bill. Oof. Yes, very much so. A pair of shoes worn by a Wyoming governor. Oh, man, there's a picture. They are. Yes. Uh, George Francis Warden, commonly referred to as Big Nose George or George <laughs> Parrot, was a horse thief and train robber from Wyoming in the late 1800s. Warden was captured in 1878 and hanged for his crimes. After the hanging, local doctor John Osborne had the skin removed from Warden's chest and thighs in order to create a pair of shoes, a bag for his medical equipment, and a coin purse. Because he had just a little bit of skin left over. So sure, you're why not? Throw a coin purse in there. Jesus. Dr. Osborne was reportedly, of course it's Dr. Osborne, <laughs> was reportedly so fond of the skin shoes that he wore them to his own inauguration when he became the first Democratic governor of Wyoming. Jesus Christ. The shoes are now displayed at the Carbon County Museum in Rollins, Wyoming. Oof. And uh, It's a new one. Never, uh, never, never heard yeah, of that one before. Uh, well, onwards and upwards, shall we? One of the countless atrocities committed during the Holocaust was uncovered in New Orleans following Hurricane Katrina in 2005. A man found a lamp at a local rummage sale that allegedly had a shade made out of Human skin, of course. The man paid only thirty-five for the lamp, but generic testing of the shade cost six thousand fucking dollars. Jeez. Uh, the shade was later confirmed to be made from human skin during the Holocaust. Ah, uh, fuck. An NPR interview noted that lampshades made from human skin were among the many crimes against humanity discovered during the liberation of the Buchenwald concentration camp at the end of World War Two. Ugh. So there's yeah, that. Nazis got up some weird, weird shit. They do. That's why they're Nazis. Yep. Um, let's see here. The human skin collection of serial killer Ed Gein. 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 Mm. That's how you say that. This is fucked up. Uh, police made one of the grisliest discoveries in true crime history when they searched the home of the now infamous serial killer Ed Gein in 1957. Gein had reportedly taken many of his victims back to his farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin, uh, where he would skin their bodies to make various everyday objects. Some of the more disturbing creations in Gein's home included a lampshade, an apron, and a belt, all made from human skin. Gein also confessed to making a suit out of female human skin so that he could become his dead mother. So much oh, to unwrap boy. there. Well, so in his little tidbit for that, for those of you who don't know, which, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you probably should know, um, Toby Hooper's original uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right, back in 74, I want to say, uh, was loosely based on Ed Gein. You know, he took a lot of that 
and then Psycho had something too with his dead mother to do with it. So uh, right, and yeah. uh, Silence yeah. of the Lambs, and Silence the of Lambs, yep. making a female human skin suit. Yep, yep. Ed Gein evidently uh, more popular than he thought he was for sure. There's there's that. So anyway. Um, the Akoi-speaking peoples of southwest Nigeria and part of the Cameroon were known to be both fierce warriors and gifted artists. Male members of certain tribes would create elaborate masks, which could include two or more faces to represent the feminine and the masculine. While many of the masks were made using the skin of various animals, including the antelope, it is believed that the skin of enslaved people was also used to create some of the earlier masks. And there's a picture, and holy shit, if that's the case, that, uh, wow. Ugh, Gross. Ugh. Oh, poor. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, this is an oldie but a goodie. Icelandic sorcerers in the 17th century believed that wearing the skin of a dead friend would bring about good luck and prosperity. Nabrok or necropants were made by skinning the lower half of a dead man and wearing that skin as trousers. Two men would make a deal in life, and when whoever lived longest would have the skin, would have to skin the lower half of the other's body in one piece. Jesus. There were a number of other rules in place to ensure the necropants brought fortune to their new owner. The only known pair of necropants left in the world are on display at the Museum of Icelandic Sorcery in Witchcraft in Holmavik, Iceland. Now, didn't John visit that, John and Tori? Uh-huh. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Yep. Yeah, uh, when they got uh, back from Iceland, we did like a whole... I think we did thing uh, about a breakdown like, of weird Icelandic Icelandic uh, stuff. Jesus Christ! Yeah, go back and listen to that, listeners. It's uh, fucking the Icelandic people. Yeah, we talk about the necro pants in detail. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, they're not bored. That's for sure. So, in 1833, a New Jersey man named Antoine LeBlanc was tried, convicted, and executed for the triple murder of one Morristown's most respected families. After doctors created his death, death mask, uh, they reportedly peeled off his skin and sent it to the Atno Tannery on Washington Street, where it was turned into, quote, charming little keepsakes, unquote. Hmm. The tannery turned at LeBlanc's skin into everything from wallets to lampshades to book jackets. Residents of Morristown could also buy a strip of his skin personally signed, wait for it, by the Sheriff Ludlow to verify its authenticity. Ugh. Mm. That's weird. Mm -hmm. That's a sexy picture. (laughs) Uh, Japanese pathologist Fukushi Masayachi spent decades documenting and collecting the skin of individuals who had received full body tattoos in the Yakuza style. Individuals donated their skin to Masayachi after their deaths and Masayachi even paid for other people's tattoo art. If they agreed to donate their skin after their death today, Masayachi's, collection of over 3,000 photographs of and 105 actual human skins are on display at the Medical Pathology Museum of Tokyo University. Oh, interesting. There's that. Hmm. That's crazy. Weird. Um, 2019, an ancient temple built to honor the fertility god uh, Zaipi Totec was discovered in Mexico. The temple is believed to have been built between 1000 and 1260 CE. Researchers have said that there were likely gladiator-style battles that resulted in the dead having their skin flayed. The priests of the temple would then wear the skin as cloaks to symbolize fertility and regeneration. Hmm. The most compelling piece of evidence supporting this is reportedly a human torso discovered wearing a flayed skin cloak. Man, people Oof. are fucking, fucking rock stars, man. Jesus Christ. 
1821, a young man from Bristol, UK, named John Horwood was tried, convicted, and executed for the murder of 19-year-old Elizabeth Balsam. While it may have been the fault of a doctor that Balsam actually died from the injuries inflicted by Horwood when he threw a rock at her head, asshole. Horwood was nevertheless hanged. Uh, Wait, who threw the rock? The doctor or the guy? Mm, I don't know. That's confusing. After the hanging, Horwood's body was publicly dissected by Dr. Richard Smith, who kept Horwood's skeleton, but had the trial notes bound to the killer's bound in the killer's skin. The trial notes are openly on display in Bristol, and the skin cover is engraved Vera Johannes Harwood or the skin of John Horwood. That sums it all up, doesn't it? Eh, there's that. Um, so there's a lot of other stuff in uh, history about human skin, but these are the top ones. Um, very interesting. Again, it's always fascinating that people do these things. Uh, one of my bucket lists is visiting the Muter Museum. Um, I guess it has some crazy shit going on, and uh, I don't know. It, it's, wow. Anyway, oh, there you go, folks. Yay. Are you talking about the one in Amsterdam? Mm, I think so. Yeah, I think that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah, I was too distracted by Amsterdam <laughs> to, sure in general so to bother yeah. with that there are a lot of fun museums there though like I can imagine I can imagine so many museums and it's yeah, really yeah. interesting too because it was like uh at one point a very Christian city it now not so much and so a lot of the like weird museums are in like these old like really awesome churches yeah oh that's badass huh yeah Crazy. it's a it's a cool city like whether you want to partake in any of the illicit things that are totally fine <laughs> that to you do there do. or not. Yeah. Hey, um, even if you just want to walk around and look at the buildings, it's really cool. Yeah. I, Portland's is starting to uh, copy Amsterdam. They're, they're making, making moves. They'll, they'll get there eventually. I'm sure Portland. And yeah. Seattle. Well, it's America. So. They won't do it right. Yeah, I'm sure. Exactly. Anyway. Um, I hope you guys like that. Enjoy it. Uh, close gates.